read a few more uh, statements from here before we move on to the next topic. Uqba ibn Amir al-Juhani radiyallahu anhu narrates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Man kharaja min bayti ila al-masjidi kataba lahu katibahu bi kulli khutwatin yakhtuha ashra hasanatin Whoever leaves his house for the masjid will have his two scribes write ten good deeds for him for every step that he takes Wal-qa'idu fi al-masjid yantadhiru salataka al-qanit the one who sits in the masjid waiting for the prayer is like the obedient one. And he is written amongst those who are praying until he returns to his house. So every single step towards the masjid, we are getting hasanat. And simply waiting for salah is as good as performing salah. Abu Ubaidah narrated the Mu'adh bin Jabal radiallahu anhu said, Man ra anna man fil masjid laysa fi salah illa man kana qa'ibin yusalli Whoever thinks that the only one in salah are those in the masjid who are standing in prayer has not understood. You haven't understood the reality. You see only there's five people praying, all these people are not praying. So basically, we're all praying right now in the masjid. We're sitting here listening to a dars of hadith and uh, doing in the state of atikaf, in the state of wudu. There's so many... Rewards there. So, salah masjid itself, coming to the masjid is maqsood. It is matloob. It is desired. It's not only to come in, pray, and leave. But rather, sitting here also for one hour, half hour, when a person says, I'm just going to go to the masjid and sit. You know? People go to all sorts of places to go sit, relax in various, you know, um, gyms and baths and hot tubs and Allah alam, whatever else. But the masjid itself is a very beautiful, relaxing place. A person should just, just make niyyah. I don't feel like praying right now or it's not. It's makru time to pray. But I'm just going to sit there. Whether you do dhikr, you do dua, you do muraqaba, you do think about Allah's greatness. All of this is ibadah. <clears throat> Khalid ibn Ma'ad, Ma'adah narrates, قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى Allah Azza wa Jal says, إِنَّ أَحَبَّ عِبَادِي إِلَيَّ الْمُتَحَابُونَ بِحُبِّي The most beloved servants to me are those who love each other for the sake of my love. Right, we talked about this last night too. The loving one another for the sake of Allah, inviting them for the sake of Allah to the masjid, without having any ulterior motive, this is huge, huge blessing. This is so powerful that this is um, one of the things that will make us beloved to Allah. And the most beloved servants to Allah are those whose hearts are attached to the masjid. Number three, those who seek forgiveness before dawn. And before Fajr time starts, at the time of Tahajjud, they're seeking istighfar. These are the people that when I want to punish the people on the earth, I remember these beloved servants. And because of them, I refrain from punishing them. SubhanAllah. Allah, when He wants to punish the people of the earth, He holds back because of these three groups of people. One, one, who love one another for the sake of Allah. Number two, those whose hearts are attached to the masjid. And number three, those who are seeking forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before Salat al-Fajr. At the time of tahajjud, may Allah make you and I from amongst these people. So we're going to find out where we are, if, what happens as soon as the, the announcement of the shawal happens. Do we feel 
connected. Are we coming back to the masjid or not? Your local masjid, wherever you're coming from. You know, there should never be a day when we're not coming back to the masjid once, twice, thrice a day. Uh, you know, seriously, if we miss the salah with jama'ah, still come to the masjid. You're like, oh, and by the time I get there, it's going to be 7.38. I'll have missed my maghrib. It's okay. Come and pray in the side prayer hall or in the lobby. Because that is the way you prove to yourself and to Allah that you love the house of Allah. Things happen. We end up not calculating our time properly. We're busy in a chore. We spend extra time in the bathroom. And we're Mr. Jama'ah. Don't think coming to the house of Allah if you miss the jama'ah is useless. As it comes in one hadith, that the one who comes to the jama'ah hoping that he's going to catch. Because you know, sometimes we start the jama'ah a little bit later. Sometimes, um, you know, the, 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 the salah, the, the raka'ah is long. Many times it's happened. MashaAllah. Sometimes I'm like, I'm never going to make it. And then MashaAllah, you make it in the first raka'ah. I was like, wow. Especially Aisha and Fajr sometimes, you know. Naturally, you know, Alhamdulillah, that's long. You don't know what's going to happen. You might be reading a long passage. And you come and actually make it in the first raka'ah. So if you, when you leave the house, leave the house with the intention, Inshallah, I'll make it. And then when you get there, even if it's finished, you still get the ajr of the salah with jama'ah. You know, I was telling you some people they have their ajib workings, karamat. When our Ustad Hazrat Mulana Shabir Sahib, principal of Darul Zakaria, was here in 1998, and with Mulana Sulaiman Mullah, I shared this story. My father was taking him around to different places. This was my first year in South Africa, and you know, Mulana Shabir Sahib, Mashallah, Taala is so, 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 so particular. He's as particular for salawat jama'ah as you'd be particular for wudu. Like I mean, I kid you not. How you cannot pray salawat without wudu? For him, you can't pray salah without jama'ah. It just doesn't work. It's unacceptable. Doesn't make a difference. Even with cancer, with advanced cancer and chemo, this, that, he would somehow or another still be dragged to the masjid. Right? And dragged right to the front spot because he usually stands behind the imam in Darul Zakaria. Um, Allah, may Allah continue to grant him shifa and health. But it's just amazing, inspiring to see the level of commitment to salah with jama'ah these people have. So he was in, he was in the, here in Chicago. He was driving him around. I think they had a talk at IFS. They had to talk at CPSA somewhere. By the time they got to the Jami Masjid, Ishtima was happening. They were going to try to get there for Salat al-Maghrib or Salat al-Isha. The Jama'ah, when they arrived there, Jama'ah was over. You know, Chicago traffic, Devon, Ishtima time, this, that. Naturally, he felt very upset that it's Salat al-Jama'ah. When he got to the Ishtima, isn't that some normal random Jami Masjid, Asr al-Maghrib? This Ishtima time, how many? 15, 2,000 people there. As soon as they arrived there, salam was made, and they said, oh, the imam, they made a mistake. The imam didn't have wudu or something happened. The whole salah is going to repeat it. The whole salah. How often have you seen that happening in a crowd of 2,000 people in, in the masjid? The whole salah is repeated. That really happened. You're going to, you know, that's actual story. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, there's a story of Sulaiman alayhi salam, where he missed his maghrib salah because he was busy preparing his horses for jihad. Or he's looking at his horse, and he felt really guilty. And he said, you know, he, he made a huge sadaqah at that time. Ya Allah, I cannot believe I was busy and I missed my salah. So he comes in narrations that Allah Azawaj allowed the sun that had set to rise up again. Just enough for him to praise Maghrib. Right? And that's a, a miracle that Allah can do whatever He wants. Why not? Allah can do whatever He wishes. So, so, so after, after, you know, this is, this is our final talk, more than likely. So this is something, if you want to know, oh, how do I retain? I know so many of us are so excited and appreciative of what we gain in this ertikaf. But my beloved brothers, we have to make sure wherever we are at next year, inshallah, I hope all of us come back next year. I hope Allah give us long life and health. We'll all be here fully. But 
um, we don't want to start where we left off. Or rather, we don't want to start where we left, where we found ourselves before we came in. We want to, at the very least, start off from where we are tonight. And if, if hopefully, start off from beyond that. But not to roll back. So how are you going to protect yourselves? I know it's the same thing I'm telling you again and again, because this is the most important thing. Just every one of you, make it fard, fard upon yourself to pray here, in your local masjid, salah wa jama'ah. If you're 10 minutes away, try to do it once or twice a day. If you're 5 minutes away, then definitely try to do it more than once. At least 2 to 3 times a day. If you're 15 minutes away, move closer to the masjid. Honestly, someone told me, you know, he's building a house. He's building a beautiful house in some far away place. Then, afterwards he's asking, he's just telling me, sharing a comment, he said, my son goes to a, public, to a private or public school, I'm not sure. 40 boys in that 6th grade. 40 boys in his son's 6th grade class. Out of the 40 boys, not 40 boys, 40 children. Out of that 40, 20 of them say that there are, they have openly said they're LGBTQ. 50% of the 6th grade class said they're gay. I thought it was another person's story. And so I shared it. And then he said, yeah, that's my son's story. And I said, brother, and your son still is going on. It's, you know, you had three months left to school and to end. Yes, that's what. What are you doing? Oh, we're about to move into a new house here. I said, I'm sorry. I don't think you're like, you don't understand. You have no idea. You're a doctor. You're a professional. You're a high-level doctor. You're a professor. But I'm sorry, this thing, you're lost. Why would you, if someone paid me a million dollars, I wouldn't do that. If I got a free house in your school district, I wouldn't do that. Why would you do something like that? Allah, why would you do something like that? How long is your son going to resist, man? 50%? I've never heard statistics like this before. I said, what do you want me to move? I'm like, of course move. Sell that house. Who cares if it's a loss? You won't, inshallah, you won't even sell it for a loss. Sell it and move near to the masjid. Near a masjid, this masjid or a masjid that's got some programs. It really is the time, wherever, whatever state you're listening to me from. You know, wherever country or county you're living, you're listening from. There's no option right now. There's no option. You have to move within five minute drive distance. Ideally five minute walk distance to the house of Allah. So when you get old, as my father says, you know, you can just walk over. You can't, he's like, oh, I'm too old to j- sit in a car and drive. My sons are at work. They can't take me. Well, guess what? You don't need anyone to take you. You can just walk over. That's how we all got to be. We're not getting younger, right? No one's getting younger. We're all getting older. We have to focus on going near masjids. Close, very close. And not a masjid that just opens up for salah and closed after that. But rather a masjid that's got programs. A masjid that has got ulama doing things. A masjid where someone will call you out when you're not there. A masjid where someone will miss you when you're not present. A masjid that's got programs for all age groups. That is something we must do. And you say, do I have to move for that? And the answer is, do you want to save your iman or not? You know what Nabi Alayhi Wasallam says? The gist of what he says that towards the end of times when Dajjal will be coming around, during that era, if you, you must go to Sham. You know that, right? You have to go to Sham, the, the, the Syria, Jordan area. And he said, go there even if you have to crawl. You got to go there. That's the only place that will be uh, where you can survive. The rest of the world will pretty much be lost. So he said, you have to go there even if it means you go there crawling. So if you say, oh, that's too much, man, then you're gone. You're going to be a follower of Allah forbid, the fitna of Dajjal. You have to be willing to say that at all cost, I will do anything and everything to save my faith. I remember when this masjid was getting built. 2000, we just bought, purchased the land. 2009, maybe the construction began. One brother, he sold his house. 40, 30 minutes, uh, 20 minutes away from here. He 
He sold it. He's not a wealthy person at all. Hardworking, paycheck to paycheck brother. <clears throat> and he's, he lost his father as well, right before that. And subhanAllah, I remember I led the janazah of his father. I never knew who he was before that. And because um, I happened to be giving Jummah khutbah at that masjid. So then I led the janazah. And then subhanAllah, what happened is he sold that house for a $100,000 loss. Right? His father's not there. He's working paycheck to paycheck. But he said, there's a new masjid being built, and I want to be a part of that. And subhanAllah, today, you know, he is one of the most dedicated volunteers we have here since before the masjid opened. May Allah preserve him, protect him, and allow his family and his children to continue to grow in taqwa, tahara, ilm, adab, and amal. Ameen, Rabbil Alameen. But this is sacrifice. You all know who I'm speaking about. Well, I don't want to give his name, because naturally I don't want to upset him. But you all definitely know who who, that individual. But that sacrifice that came from where? Look at where the sacrifice started. That is the best deal he made, man. That $100,000 he lost on that house. He's made millions, millions, and millions back in hasanat, inshallah. And inshallah in barakah and his health and wealth and risk as well. So you can't really, uh, you, can't, you can't always be looking at the dollar amount. Allah will give you, can you, <laughs> yesterday, a brother, he just messaged me. Allah, the crazy, he's crazy, man. He said, he, he messaged me this morning. He said, last night, I pledged $5,000. And where was his message? It's just like, you know, sometimes these messages are like too good to be true. He said, I, uh, he said, last night I committed to $5,000 for the parking lot construction. Today I got an email from a customer of mine that I have never invoiced them <laughs> for a $6,700 order from March 2022. They asked, they're asking me for an invoice so that I could pay it. Over a year ago, 13 months ago, he did some work and he forgot to invoice them for $6,700. <laughs> and they're emailing him saying, can you please invoice us so we can pay you $6,700. Allah Azawajal has amazing ways that he works. Allah is showing you and I everyday miracles. So staying connected to the masjid is, an, is a no-brainer. Live in a humbler home. There are brothers sitting here who lived in mansions. They sold it and are living in one-fifth of their house. They had five bathrooms, now they have one bathroom. So many physicians who lived in huge, beautiful homes, sold it and are either renting or buying small little homes to be walking distance of the masjid. You, don't, you think they're stupid? These are the most intelligent of people. They're, these are the most intelligent of people. These are the biggest investors. People go to Naples. They're not time to go to Naples. This is the time to, if you're retiring or you are serious about your deen, you need to come to an environment. Wherever that is. I'm not going to say this is the only place. But find a place where your deen increases and, you, and your children's deen increases, your spouse's deen increases and move close to that area. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will definitely provide for you because it's not going to get any better out there. We have to create enclaves. We have to create small areas where all the Muslims who are, one, who are on the same page live together. That's it. There's no like, you know, this, is, this environment that you see people trying to be here 20 minutes before Salat al-Asr to be in the front row. May Allah make this a reality every day here. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this a reality that I am and you are all rushing to be in the first row throughout the whole year. Not that subhanAllah, 15 minutes in and to Asr, no one's giving adhan, the lights are off, it's a quiet, he's like, is there even, is there people around here? This is the condition. In most masajid, big nights, there's people there. Besides that, the lights don't even turn on. The doors are locked. How many people pray outside of masjids? One brother, some of our students were telling me, they went to Fajr right now. Huge masjid. There was, you know, khalas locked. Nothing. No one there for Fajr. Right now in Ramadan. Allah alam if they came later on before sunrise or something. I'm not sure. But this is, this is like last night 
what I'm told, again, over 1,200 cars, some vans, seven people, six people, five people. Within the sisters, 1,600 people. 1,600 sisters. Obviously more men than the sisters. So you're looking at at least 2,500 maybe men, or 2,000 men. What is that? 3,500 to 4,000 people. Where did they come out from? Where? And by the way, they, weren't, they didn't all look like zombies and drugged. They were just Muslims, like normal Muslims. They didn't come from the clubs of downtown Chicago. They were just average Arab and Desi guys and men. And, most of them, you know, I've seen them before here and there. Where did they all come from? I don't know. Everyone's here, but subhanAllah, the environment is such. And by the way, every masjid was like that last night. It wasn't just Dar Salaam. All masjids packed, packed capacity. The ummah is huge. We have, when we come to the house of Allah and we see one saf in the masjid, our heart must ache. Our heart must ache. Say, okay, imagine how upset Allah must be. We cannot be Ramadani Muslims. We can't be Eid Muslims. We have to ensure that we're here every single day. So these brothers who've been here for Hitakaf, Sunnah and Nafil, I implore you to make this decision right now and ask Allah from now to Maghrib, keep on making dua. Ya Allah, save me from becoming pushed away out of your masjid. Save my children from me. Every one of you has got a son, six years old, five years old and above. Bring him here. Bring him here. Bring him here. Don't say, worry about tomorrow's school. Come and pray. Maghrib is early. Aisha is also getting early. And then, of course, do just, I'm, don't say bring the five-year-old and don't bring the 15-year-old. You have to bring your 15-year-old. Have to. Do whatever you want. He's asking for a new bike. He's asking, Baba, I want a new pair of shoes. He's asking for a, you know, a new car. Whatever else. You're going to buy that stuff anyway. Why don't you tell him, listen, yeah, you come with me, inshallah, every single day for salah. Not just till 40 days, but continuously. You come. You sit with me. And inshallah, that's my deal. You, you do this for your deen, I'll do this for, for your dunya. You do this for your deen, I'll do this for your dunya. But it's not going to happen, I'll buy whatever you want, and you don't show up to the masjid. When they're little, you can entice them with vending machine stuff. <laughs> right? Then after a while, subhanAllah, it's a little bit more expensive. But you know what? Those things, I'm not telling you go out of your way to buy stuff that you weren't going to buy for them anyway. It's stuff that you're going to get them anyway. You have to. As a father, you'd, you'd be expected to do that. But just make it sure that they start coming. If every father here starts bringing their sons to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the durus the, the that happen in the masjid, Bring your daughters as well. I tell you, my heart, I am so, so, so worried about the girls of this ummah. You know, they're, they're really, you know, there's a saying, you know, the, the girls of this ummah are really going off track. And no one, I, I don't know if I said that last night too. Right, maybe I did. But, you know, it's just, no one has got control, man. No one's got control. Dads don't have control. Who's, who do you expect anyone else can have control? Whose fault is that? We as fathers are not doing a good job in raising them. We're not bringing them. There was a traditional thing of that women should stay at home, so don't bring them to the masjid. I got that. But right now, the daughters are running around the whole place. So at least bring them to the tafsir. Bring them to the dars of Bukhari. Bring them for Jummah. Naturally, the original fiqh is you're not supposed to. This whole stay at your home. But they're not. They're all over the place. They're from dental school, to medical school, to law school, to undergrad, to every other party. So if they're going all over the place, why not come to the house of Allah, especially when there's a nice private area for them? Bring them, let them sit and listen, participate in the dhikr, participate in the amal. Dear moms and dads, please take care of your daughters. Don't sit there and be deceived by their scarf. Don't sit there and be deceived by their Islamic school education. There's loads and loads of problems. The amount of issues I deal with, with every day, every day you saw how many hours is here talking to people, right? And everyone's got a story worse than the other one's story. Natural, I'm not shocked, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, like I'm not saying it's bad. Alhamdulillah, I'm happy that they're asking for help and I'm, this is my job, to help. That's what we're here for. We love the fact that you come and ask us. And we love to be part of your life. We love to help. But what about the girls? I can only imagine what type of situations they're in. Who is there taking care of their problems? We need to have female scholars dealing with that. We need to have female mentors. And at the very least, their mom and dad should be their mentor. You need to sit down and speak with them. 
cannot sit there and get deceived by, you know, their Eid Hina. Oh, mashallah, you're at least cultural Muslim. That means nothing. The fact that she, 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 mashallah, cooked such amazing galab jamuns herself does not make her a better Muslim. She's got loads of issues. She's, she's a good person, but she's got loads of issues. She needs someone to address them. She needs someone to speak with them, right? She needs someone to look at and figure out that there's a problem. So make sure that our boys and girls, our families, all of them are connected to the environment of the deen. And this is alhamdulillah a blessing of Allah. This institution, this madrasa, this masjid, the volunteers, the patrons, the musallis, the teachers, the staff, the students, these are all amazing. These girls who are coming, they have about 90 plus girls in the Alima program. Our daughters should know them. MashaAllah, we have a second batch of Alimas graduating this year, 10 of them, last year six. They're just local girls, all from within the area. They spent 12 years or 10 years, 8 years here. Three, some of them did 3, 4 years of hivs. Then they did high school. And they did like a 7 year alima program. You know, with the high school. Maybe even 8 years with the high school. These are local homegrown, as organic as you can get. Right? Our daughters should be connected with them. We have these spiritual gatherings on Fridays. Our daughters, oh, you go grab them. Go leave early from work, pick up your daughters from school, pick up your daughters from home, and bring them here. We should not have 15, 20 women, girls. We should have hundreds of girls every single, every other Friday when we have this program. So I am ready to, 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 to put the investment of human resources and money, and our team is ready to make the, to anything. You want, like we said, free boba, uh, free cupcakes, free this. You, name, well, you ask whatever you want. Girls don't eat steaks. We'll do steaks too, no problem. You know, but the idea is, this is nothing. This is cheap stuff, man. All this stuff is, is nothing compared to bringing our women to the deen and our men to the deen. Whatever resources we need, alhamdulillah, we will make it happen. But we need you as moms and dads who are listening to me. And motivated young girls and boys listening to me. That you have to get the youth into the masjid. You have to get the girls and boys into the masjid for these programs. There's no point we do this program and they don't show up. Right? This is my point. And no, there's no such guarantee. The one-year program that, I, that I'm so proud of and so thankful to Allah. Guess what? There's no safety. You could do one-year program, you could do seven-year program. You could become Mufti Sahib also. But if you don't stay connected to the environment, you will lose. If you don't stay connected to your teachers, you will lose. If you don't stay connected to the Mahol, you will lose. And we're seeing with our own eyes now, people who've studied the deen, one year, two years, eight years, ten years, unfortunately, have really slowly started saying things that is just shocking to an average masjid goer too. Or not even a guy who goes to the masjid. People don't even go to the masjid and say, yeah, I'm messed up, but that's really messed up. <clears throat> you know, I never claimed to be pious. I never went to a madrasa. You say you went for 10 years to a madrasa and you say stuff like that, that doesn't really make sense to me. How is that happening? That's the environment outside there. So don't think hajj will save you, etakaf will save you, one-year program will save you, alam course will save you, four months in jamaat will save you. None of that. If you don't stay connected to the environment, nothing will save you. Because there's people sitting in the crowd, subhanAllah, who spent four months before, who spent 40 days, who spent one year. But then so they veered off completely. Completely. Why? Because they didn't stick around the environment. And so same thing will happen tonight. If we don't stay connected to the house of Allah, Azza wa Jal, then every single thing that we gained here, not only we'll lose that, but we'll lose much, 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 much more, more than that. And you know, Allah hates that. Because you've been there, done that, seen it all. And then you decided to turn your back on me. That's much worse than someone who didn't see the blessings of deen. We all tasted deen. We all know what deen is. We've been here. We've seen deen in all its various forms. And we know this is the real stuff. We know this is the real deal. Allah forbid, if we then turn, still choose to turn away from this, then subhanAllah, this is horrible. This is what you call, you know, irtidad. Not irtidad, atiqadi, but irtidad, amali. It might not be apostasy in terms of your faith, but it's definitely 
the actions of an apostate, where a person says, no salah, no zakah, no sadaqah, no masjid, no tilaw of the Qur'an, none of that stuff. I'll see you next year. We don't know if we're going to make it back next year. Just, did you hear this morning? SubhanAllah, I saw the message. An uncle, 65-year-old uncle, SubhanAllah, he stopped his car, 6 a.m., probably going for, coming back from Fajr. Stopped his car to help a goose cross the street. And he got run over by a truck. Passed away. His janazah was dhuhr today at MCC. What a day to go after the 29th night of Ramadan. Helping the makhluk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. Right? At this age. He had to go. We all have to go. But what a way to go. Subhanallah. Running after protecting one small. Who do we? we don't even think about it. One, imagine how much love he must have had. If he had this much love for a goose that was crossing over, imagine how much love he had for humanity. Huh? MashaAllah. May Allah give us all a beautiful death. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him acceptance of all his a'mal of Ramadan and beyond. I mean, Rabbil Alameen. So this is what we're speaking about is moving forward. Please make, you know, you know, write it for yourself. Make this law in your home, rule in your home that we have to be in the masjid. We have, I, wish, I wish we had a phone number list of people who want to get like called up regularly. I really wish we could do that. You know, and just have it there. And every, every salah or every day, we have an attendance. You're coming, like the students here have attendance. 75 students in the dorm. They have attendance here, Fajr and Aisha, every single day. We are all students, nafs, and outside, musallis, nafs is the same. We all have a nafs. If you don't take attendance, you're not going to show up. That's what happened. When, when, our, when our brother who takes attendance was not in town, what happened? <laughs> we had 35 absences. Some days, 40 absences. And when the cat is away, the mouse play. And then when the cat showed up back up, mashallah, then we're back to two, or one, or zero. And they have a detention. If, you, if you're absent, you have a detention. Right? During lunch hour, you got to sit there. It works perfect. You think it's only madrasa students? We all have enoughs. The fact that adults don't have detentions. We don't have attendance. That's why we are suffering where we are. But if you had a way to, to push yourself to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to punish myself if I don't show up for salah with jama'ah. Or I'm going to go ask someone in the masjid to hold me accountable. And there are some brothers here two miles away. Some brothers in Etikaf here. They live three minutes away from the masjid. And I told them, listen, you're going for Etikaf now, brother. You have to be here. You live three minutes away. You have to be here minimum twice a day. And you live in a cul-de-sac with all other Muslims. You, and there, I see them right now. I never see them the whole year. I see them now. I saw them actually in Asr too. They have to, have to. You all have to sit there and make mashwara. Say, so we're all going to carpool for Fajr and Isha. Have to carpool. And make it happen. Otherwise, we're just going to go back to exactly how we were before. This is what, what we're speaking about. So we all make this intention to be here regularly. Your local masjid, inshallah. And don't come, you know, if you know yourself, if you didn't show up last year till now, don't, make, don't say, oh, and you were at Takaf last year, and you didn't come the whole year. Don't think you're, gonna, you're gonna just going to flip out right back and come start coming to the masjid. It's not going to happen. We have a problem. Like, you know, these diets don't work. Diets never work. You have to have a lifestyle change. So similarly to say, oh, I'm just going to start coming up. I'm just, I just said so. I raised my hand. I'll be there. It doesn't work like that. We have a nafs that's messed up. It's just so accustomed to not showing up for salah. That's why real tawbah, real istighfar means you come up with a strategy. If you're not coming up with a strategy, this is crocodile tears, even if you have tears right now. Okay? It's, crocodile, it's not going to work. You have to have a strategy, game plan. How will you come to the house of Allah? I expect that from all of us here. Is that come up with a strategy. One brother said, I can't get up for fajr. I have to tell your mom and dad, you live in the same house. Tell them to wake you up. Number two, if you still don't wake up, sleep on the floor. If you still don't wake up, start drinking a lot of water before you go to sleep. 
If you still don't wake up, put on multiple alarms on your phone and keep your phone like 10, 12 feet away. Make it super duper annoying, you know, uh, sound. Keep it 10 feet away. You have any other suggestions? You have any other suggestions? Yeah, fudge, yeah, then definitely I told him, message, you have your, your, your guys on your cul-de-sac, you have a WhatsApp group or whatever the case may be, and say, come. When he's sitting there with his lights on outside your house, and don't tell him to just text me, tell him to call me. I hope the shame within us to say, my neighbor is standing outside my house with his lights on waiting for me to come. He's going to miss Jama because I'm lazy. Then just grab your miswak, your toothbrush, sit in the car and do, come do wudu here. We have, mashallah, 18 bathrooms here. Right? Enough here to come and you, you, you're, you can wash up and do wudu here. But that, that works because you have someone waiting outside the house. So where there's a will, there's a way. Right? This is in the eighth juice. Someone can quickly let me know what ayah number this is. But this is um, eighth juice, ninth juice, what is this? Ninth juice, third quarter. Someone who has half his Quran here. Yes, look there. Yes, Third quarter of, of, of ninth juice. So read this ayah. This, has been, this is something shared by ulama to help a person wake up on time. Say the day of judgment, the knowledge of it is only with Allah. He will not expose that time only except for it's at a point in time. No one will know when the day of judgment exactly is striking except for Allah, and you will only find out at that time. 187. Ayah 187 of Surah Araf. Ayah 187 of Surah Araf. That's one. Additionally, the last ayats of Surah Al Kahf. Last ayats of Surah Al Kahf is also very effective for. Uh, waking people up, right? So, meaning, you add, there's alhamdulillah, we have a pharmacy here. Quran is what? Pharmacy. Hadith is pharmacy. We have a bunch of pharmacists and doctors in this institution. Whatever problem you, got, you come with, inshallah, we'll find a solution for you. Whatever problem, there is solutions in Quran and Sunnah for everything. Do we believe this or no? Yes or not so sure? Right, then you have to ask. If you say, okay, that's good, and then you walk away, you're not going to get solutions. Five years later, you say, I'm still depressed, still anxiety struck, life is all over the mess, I'm still not married, I was previously married, I'm, you know, I can't find anyone, 35 years old, health is messed up, everything is messed up. But you don't ask, where's the solution for all of this stuff? Why is our life so messed up? Come towards the deen, stay connected to the deen, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you everything. Allah will give, Allah will give you this path forward. Where should I start from? The, you start from the masjid. From the environment of the masjid will give us every single thing that we need, inshallah, tabarakut ta'ala. Musa ibn Abdullah ibn Yazid al-Ansari says, Rubbama ra'aytu Abdullah ibn Yazid wa Yazid bin Shurahbil al-Amri wa kana idaduhu fi al-Ansari yajlisu ahadu bin al-Jami sahibi ba'da al-Asri fi al-Masjid. Thumma la'allahuma la yitakallamani wa la yikallim ahadu wa sahibu hatta takharu al-Shams. Sometimes I would see Abdullah ibn Yazid and Yazid ibn Shurahbil al-Amri who were from the own from the Ansar? These are two Ansari Sahabi, Sahaba, radiAllahu anhu marda, sitting next to each other in the Masjid after Asr, sitting next to each other in the Masjid after Asr, and they would not speak to each other until sunset. That's ibadah. They're sitting next to each other after Asr and doing ibadah, and this is what the Masajid used to be. The people outside of Ramadan too, people would come and sit in the house of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So when you're off from work, it's your day off from work, come here. We have a full madrasa running here. You see, we have, alhamdulillah, six safs for the here on an average day. Where do you even get that? Right? 
Alhamdulillah, in, in winter time, we have Asr also early. And then of course, Maghrib and Isha, we've got the students who are doing revision, Takrar. So you have also another five, six, two, asaf. It's so motivating. You, it's not, you're not motivated at home. Come, do your daily tilawah in the masjid. Just make a habit. Before Maghrib, after Maghrib, now you got the six days of Shawwal coming that we have to fast. Get it, start off immediately. Saturday, Sunday, okay, if you have a lot of dawahs lined up, for, at least from Monday then. At least, right? From Monday onwards, you get started. But then make a habit of breaking your fast, inshallah, ta'ala, in the masjid as well. Abi Rabhi Suleiman narrated that Abdullah in Muhayzar said, Kullu kalamin fil masjid laghun, illa kalamu thalatha, illa al-musalli o dhakirullah, dhakirun lillah, o sa'ilu haqqin o mu'atiyahu. All words spoken in the masjid are idle speech, are useless. All words spoken in the masjid are idle speech, except for three, praying, remembering Allah, or asking for or giving a right. Asking for or giving a right, meaning giving something to someone, giving his money that he owe, you owed him, etc. Or the dhikr of Allah, <clears throat> or performing salah. Besides that, everything else is idle talk. ما أبالي على أي حال أصبحت على ما أحب وعلى ما أكره لأن لا أدري الخير فيما أحب وفيما أكره. Omar al-Khattar said, I do not care what situation I wake up to, whether it is what I like or dislike. You know, wake up to say, oh, you made a lot of money. You wake up and look, you lost a lot of money in the market. For example, he said, I don't mind what situation I wake up in or what situation. The situation I wake up in is something I like or I dislike. Who's saying this? Why? Since I do not know whether good is found in what I like or dislike. What is good? I don't know what it is in. Allah knows best. Mu'adh said that he heard Salih ibn Masmar said, This is deep. He says, I do not know. Salih ibn Masmar says, I do not know which will be greater. The blessing of Allah which He expands for me or what He removes for me. I don't know is the blessing of Allah when I make a lot of money or when my money decreases. I don't know if, if, if the blessing of Allah is greater when I, when I have a huge circle of friends all of a sudden or I lose the friends I had. I don't know if it will be a greater blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for me if I'm able to g- uh, gain what I wanted or the thing that I've been praying for at the end of Ramadan, I still don't get it. See, I know a lot of us are making dua for various things. Whether it's a certain type of husband or wife, or it's a certain you know, specific wife or specific husband, or it is for a certain job, and you, you're going to be waiting. You say, oh my, when you hear these stories, oh, he got his dua accepted, she got his dua accepted. I don't want any of us to think, oh, you know, I didn't get my dua accepted. So that means that Allah is angry at me. This is horrible. Right? It shouldn't be like that. But instead, it should be that I prayed and Allah heard me. I know He heard me. And if He didn't give it to me, that means it's probably not in my best interest. You know, sometimes say you're with your parents and they ask you for you asking your parents for something and they ignore you. And you know they heard you. And they're not they're just sitting there, but they don't respond, or your own ustad or your own sheikh, you say something is quiet. What does that mean? You don't just keep on repeating again and again and again. That's disrespectful. You know they heard it, and now the fact that they're not responding means it's not good for you. Can I go there? Mom, can I go here? Can I go there? Dad, can I go here? Go there. Father, mother hearing you and not responding to you. What does that mean? Well, they don't want to clearly say no, but they mean a no. That's what it means. It's as simple as that. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you made dua to Him, He heard you. You don't think He didn't hear you. He definitely heard you. And then you don't get exactly what you want. Then understand 
that he doesn't want you to have that and, and have this hope in him I, like we have this hope in our teacher and our parent that they don't want us to go there because what? it's harmful for us when you ask for a phone and you say can I have this new phone? it's Eid day, can I have a new phone? and they say no for what? they really, they don't want to give you a thousand dollar? They give you, they've given you hundreds of thousands why would they not give you a thousand dollars? the issue is not about the phone it's, it's not about the money it's about the fact that this is harmful for you and that's what it is so you need to know that Allah knows what's good for you and bad for you more than our parents and our teachers so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not give us exactly what we're asking for please let's all have this expectation and hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being kind to us that's why He's not giving us what we want right? that is the expectation we need to have and this moves on to <clears throat> uh, you know inshallah next topic which we can maybe cover uh, afterwards I, I've, uh, did you all enjoy going through this book? So I've been covering it, alhamdulillah, since the beginning of Ramadan. If you only came in Atikaf, you can listen to the first 20 sessions online. Um, uh, Softening the Heart is the book. If you want to get your own copy, I don't know if you have it in the bookstore. Is it out? It's out? Okay, well, inshallah, I'm sure they ordered it. So next week or so, if you're here, you can come by. We, probably this was bought from Makkah Books. You can also check online. Softening the Heart, Kitab Zuhd wa Raqaiq. Inshallah, I'll continue. We're going to continue with this uh, for our Team Fajr series. Because we finished the Team Fajr book and we've been doing different books. So when I'm t- doing it, at least Team Fajr, inshallah, I'll be doing this. So I, I thought, I'm in town this weekend. Why waste our time? So Saturday, inshallah, we'll have Team Fajr. Uh, bre- many will be fasting, so we'll keep, we will just have donuts and coffee. We won't have big breakfast because I know many probably are already fasting. And, and the volunteers, I don't want to put them through um, difficulty this weekend. Let them relax a little bit after working so hard throughout Ramadan, inshallah. So uh, if you're local, please join us Saturday morning. And we'll continue. The next topic will be reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <clears throat> is, uh, is where this uh, uh, is where we'll continue from Kitab al-Zuhd wa Raqaiq inshallah ta'ala now we have about 10 12 minutes for, uh, for before we go down for iftar um, it's last year what I had uh, I'm done at the end of our takeoff session was asking everyone these charts that we had were did you were they, did you all benefit from that? the dhikr chart the white chart no? you know what I'm talking about that we printed for people every single day to check mark what amal they're doing how many of you actually benefited from the raise your hand? I want to see. Okay. Well, those of you who didn't raise your hand, can you give any suggestions? Was it just something that you were not in Sunnah Atikaf, that's why you didn't have it? Is there any Sunnah Atikaf brothers or Nafil Atikaf brothers who had the paper and just thought it wasn't very beneficial? So for next, yes. Oh, okay, they're misplacing the card. Okay. All right. Add it in there. Add the number of rakats to each one of those things. Gee, I tried like three times to explain everything, but <clears throat> next time, inshallah, we'll include it written there. Yes. Explanation of what each means, maybe on the back side of it. Okay, that's doable. Okay, very good. Accountability. See, so we have to have that. We have to. Have, I actually thought about that of people checking in, you know, every single day to sit down and say, people, whoever's interested. You know, the thing is that in the masjid here, we try to keep it like as structured, but at the same time as open as possible. So people from all different walks of life can come. You know, because people are coming from all different walks of life, of different backgrounds, different levels of, of, of punctuality and, and, and practice and deen. So that's why we don't like to make it so uh, demanding that someone says, oh, forget this. You know, that's why we kind of give some... Um, Flexibility, but na- naturally, I think it's possible to say whoever wants to check in, we can have a time after Dhuhr, after Asr, because that's what we do with our students here every single week. 
we have a check-in time. They have charts similar to this. Every week they come in on Tuesdays, or no, uh, Thursdays or Wednesdays. We actually take out time during class time. Because we were trying to do it after class, before it wasn't working. So we said we'll cancel a class. And because this is more important than any class. This is more important than any class that could be taught. Is that you come and have accountability for your amal. So they have a dhikr chart, they go, 10 students per ustad. We go and we see what, we do, what, what have you done. And then we ask them, what's going on? Why are you not able to do this? How can we help? Oh, my, what, oh you're not able to make it for Fajr? Okay, what time are you sleeping? Sleeping at 12.30. Why are you sleeping at 12.30? Because I can't fall asleep. Or I'm doing, I've got too much homework. See, now you figure out the reasons. You, you figure out why this person is not able to come for Fajr. He's not able to come for Salatul Aisha. He's not able to read Qur'an because he doesn't know he doesn't have time management. He doesn't, he's, he doesn't have a set time for it. So Alhamdulillah, we actually help our students figure out how to maximize their time to be able to then accomplish their, their goals. So inshallah, next year, if Allah wills, if we're around, inshallah, hopefully we'll come up with that. Okay, good. Any other suggestions on that chart? Yes. Make it into a booklet form? Uh, okay. So you mean for just 10 days or beyond 10 days? Beyond 10 days, make it pocket size, you mean. Make it pocket size, fold it. Okay. Can you write that in your pocket size book, Dr. Sal? <laughs> Thank you. <coughs> have the explanations on it. Have the specific numbers of how much each thing should be. Have a pocket size. Um, have follow-up on it regularly, you know, throughout the takeoff. Yes. And if someone else was raising their hand? You. Yeah, my, the student one is like that. There is empty spots. So very good. Have empty spots. Empty spots slots there for someone who wants to add something that's not on there. Good. Like the student one, for example, has making repentance from bad habits. Right? That's, that's one of the things in there. Any bad habit, we have to make a goal every single day to repent from them. Gee. Anything else on that chart? Gee. We mentioned that. Fadail of that. Inshallah. Very good. Okay. Yes. Min, uh, suggestions of minimum how many times? Okay, good. What else? Anything else? Huh? More, 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 tar- more targhib, more, huh? Or oh, encourage people not uh, regularly to, to use less phone. Yes. Everyone shaking their heads for that. Okay. Right. <coughs> yeah, so have something, like, something that they can be replicated throughout the year. The same thing that people can do it on their own. G. So, one of the things I have is each person may benefit from a different amount. Yeah. My goal was to have this uh, chart ready for the Ithikaf, um orientation. 
I was traveling, I was not there that weekend. But, and then really what you're saying is basically have an intake. Everyone's coming for Ithikaf, have an intake. What are your goals? It's so true. Because you can accomplish decades worth of stuff within 10 days. Things that you haven't been able to accomplish. As long as you're focused and you know what you're here for. And some people, they know what they're here for and some people are confused. They're not, they don't know what, they, what exactly they need to work on. So that's, um, mashallah, a very good valid point. May Allah make it easy for us to have an intake, you know, uh, for that. And each person kind of, whoever wants to, you know, at least, they, wanna, they know how to tailor, tailor it. G. Creating an app for Masjid al I think there is one. Maybe it needs to be improved. Oh, you're saying just Dar Salaam app. Okay, is there a need for that? Huh? It's just our app. I don't know anything about apps. Those who know about apps, you all can figure it out, work with the IT team, inshallah, and get that. And um, uh, since we're, we're going to be uh, after, after Maghrib, this is a good time. Any, any ma- major thing, I want to give an opportunity. I know there's all of our Sunnah brothers are not here, or Nafil brothers. Any major thing you would like to share right now in front of the public, any, for Yani, for Shalom, for improvement for next time, inshallah. Um, I know, alhamdulillah, most of us generally benefited and enjoyed it a lot. But just to improve anything else, if anything would, I'd like to say, Please, this is quick rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, especially when you have a big talking over here, and there may be some small size you can partition for salat. Yes. Okay, quiet zone, G. Yes. The outside is not quite either. That's a problem. So okay. Do some kind of okay. Yeah. All right, yes. Save a lot of time by having small iftar in the masjid. Okay, G. Etiquettes of sleeping. Gee, don't know how to sleep. People are, yeah. So I have a lot of people got sick in this Etikaf, so it's like they feel a little like they're bringing up their contact surfaces. Can people do go with that? They call it handles. Okay, you got that. Dr. Zap behind you. Yeah, gee, anything else? Yes. In the night? The night so uh, yeah. Zikr basically. Zikr or maybe uh, set time for Quran recitation. Oh. What was the two weeks that you did last night? Mm. Okay. Also. Benefit spiritually, GG. TK. Very good point. Yes. Dedicated area for Qiyamal Lil G. Okay. Heavy. Yeah, it is recorded. Most of them, at least. But some, some, of, them, some of his talks are enlisted, yeah. Okay, G, any, yes? Okay. Maybe he's saying a more improved one, but okay, inshallah, very good. Okay, so um, uh, I've heard, mashallah, about like 10, 15 brothers mentioned. There's a lot more brothers here who maybe didn't get a chance to mention something, but alhamdulillah, as always, please um, you know, email us or meet us in person. Just let us know, and we'll, we'll hopefully, inshallah, we'll continue to work on including many of these things. I think there's been huge improvements from last year. 
Um, and we'll, you know, the only way we can continue to improve is if we constantly hear this um, uh, feedback and inshallah. And also the good things, how, how you have benefited definitely uh, was also gives us encouragement. And I want to thank all our volunteers and all our speakers who came and um, uh, all the musallis and their mutakifin themselves that you gave us an opportunity to alhamdulillah um, benefit you and benefit ourselves by, ben by benefiting you. So we ask Allah to grant qubuliyah inshallah. Let us all, um, I think we're, are we supposed to go downstairs? For iftar and then do dua from there, right? Inshallah. So we can head downstairs, everyone. Inshallah. And then we'll do the dua from up here. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Let's do a dhikr of a couple of minutes and then we'll begin our dua. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. La ilaha illallah, 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 la ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Sallallahu ala Muhammad 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 sallallahu alayhi وسلم صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه 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 وسلم 
صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم استغفر الله 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 الذي لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم واتوب اليه by those of you who are in the masjid come close why are we sitting all over like this in the masjid as we now we're going to start the dua inshallah come close together 42 you said 42 41 Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim Rabbi shahli sadri wa sirli amri wa hali wa aqda tabbin lisani afqahu qawli Subhanak la ilmanana illa ma'alamtana Subhanak la ilmanana illa ma'alamtana اللهم لك الحمد كله كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك سبحان الله وبحمده عدد خلقه ورضا نفسه وزين عرشه ومداد كلماته اللهم لك الحمد حمدا دائما مع دوامك ولك الحمد حمدا خالدا مع خلودك ولك الحمد حمدا حتى ترضى ولك الحمد حمدا إذا رضيت اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم ربنا أفرغ عننا الصبر وتوفنا مسلمين أبي اغفر ورحم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا لا تزقول بنا بعد هذيتنا وهب لنا من لذنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا المتقين إماما ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا المتقين إماما رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرة رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرة رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرة لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين اللهم يا حي قيوم نور قلوبنا بعلمك واستعمل أبدانا لطاعتك واستعمل أبدانا لطاعتك ووفقنا لما تحب وترضى من قول والعمل والفعل والنية والهدى إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلت سهلا وأنت تجعل الحزن سهلا إذا شئت اللهم أصلح لنا ديننا الذي يعصم أمرنا وأصلح لنا دنيانا التي فيها معاشنا وأصلح لنا آخرتنا التي فيها معادنا وجعل الحياة زيادة لنا في خير في كل خير وجعل الموت راحة لنا من كل شر اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فعفو عنا اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فعفو عنا اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فعفو عنا يا الله ويا سيدي أكسبت أور احتكاف ويا سيدي أكسبت أور رمضان ويا سيدي أكسبت أور أور نفل سنة احتكاف والله ويا سيدي أكسبت أول أوفر فاست أول أوفر قيام أول أوفر صدق أول أوفر زكاة أول أوفر تلاوة في القرآن والله although none of it was worthy of acceptance we ask you to overlook our shortcomings and grant it قبوليه O oh Allah, if you do not grant us qubuliyah, we will be at utter loss. O oh Allah, allow us to be genuinely engaged in dua, begging you for qubuliyah for the next many months. 
Oh Allah, allow us to enjoy the ruhaniyat of this month for the, till the next year, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, allow uh, whatever we gain here to retain, to allow us to retain it, Ya Allah. Allow whatever we gain here, the nur we gain here, to become the means of all of us making correct decisions for ourselves, for our spouses, and for our children. Oh Allah, through the barakah of our a'mal, grant shifa to all those who are sick, and all those, Ya Allah, who have passed away, grant them forgiveness. Oh Allah, all those who are requesting last-minute du'as from across the globe, across the country, for their loved ones who are in accidents, who are in ICUs, Ya Allah, who are in terminally ill or have fallen ill recently. Oh Allah, we ask you to grant them all shifa'i kamil ajila mustamira. Oh Allah, we ask you those who have passed away today, tomorrow, yesterday, or in from any other time, from the ummah, especially from our elders, parents, teachers, relatives. Oh Allah, we, get, we beg you to grant them all forgiveness. O Allah, allow the Ummah, Ya Allah, to wake up from their slumber of, Ya Allah, of ghafla, of heedlessness. Allow us all to, to remain connected to your house after Ramadan ends. Allow our children, our daughters and our sons and our spouses to be connected to the gatherings of deen and dhikr after Ramadan ends as well. Allow our homes to have majalis of dhikr every single day. Allow our homes to have halaqat of ta'aleem every day. Allow our women and daughters to pray salah on time properly at home every single day. And allow the men to be regular in the masjid for their salah with jama'ah every single day. Allow the uh, voice of Qur'an, the Qur'an, the voices of Qur'an being recited to be allowed in, uh, loudly ya Allah, in our homes, Ya Allah. And allow it, Ya Allah, to, to, uh, to ward away any and all evil effects of shaitan in our homes, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, put muhabba in love between parents and children, between spouses, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, we ask you to grant us all halal risk and put barakah in the halal risk, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, we ask you to make it easy for all of us to repent from any and all major or minor sins that we're involved in. O oh Allah, give us the strength and the willpower to overcome any and all addictions and difficult, and difficult sins that we are not able to give up, Ya Allah. Give us the willpower to do so, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, make us all, grant us true, true, true meaning of taqwa. O oh Allah, fasting was supposed to create taqwa in us. O Allah, we beg you, Allah, to save us from fake taqwa and grant us real taqwa and allow us to follow, follow on the dictates of that real taqwa. Grant us the ability to follow the sunnah in every facet of our life. O Allah, if anyone has hurt anyone's feelings within i'tikaf, amongst each other or amongst volunteers or amongst musallis, we ask you to grant all of us the ability to forgive one another. Allow us all to forgive and overlook one another. O Allah, allow us to, 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 to shake hands with one another and forgive one another for your sake. And allow us to, by forgiving one another, to become a means of being forgiven by you, Ya Allah. O Allah, we ask you to grant us all the blessings of the Laylatul Ja'izah. Tonight is the night of possibly the night of Eid. Ya Allah, save us from wasting this night in haram or sinning on this night in useless haram pursuits. Allow us to make excessive ibadah on this night. As your Prophet ﷺ has said, whoever does ibadah on the night of Eid, his heart will not die on the, on the day when the hearts will die. O Allah, protect us from having our hearts dead on the day of judgment and allow us to make full ibadah tonight. Ya Allah, in the masjid or wherever we may be, will allow all of us to take the barakat of i'tikaf back to our homes and allow our sons and daughters and spouses to benefit from it at home. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun al mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ameen. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Allahumma inni as'aluka bi rahmatika allati wasi'at kulla shay an taghfira li. ذهب الظمأ وابتل العروق وثبت الأجر إن شاء الله اللهم لك صمت وعلى رزقك أفترت الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله 
أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة Love.